Welcome, welcome to episode number one of the Eavesdrop Podcast. This is episode number one. You know, it's oh, crazy. Oh, we, we're, yeah, we're I'm kicking it off. Yeah. I, Ooh, at first, I thought that you were going to be episode smoke. number two, but... No, but that was good programming. It was good programming. You to put your headline up front. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really happy that you're doing this, man. First, first and foremost... A little awkward with the microphone, but yeah. Yeah. No, the, the thing is this. is on, on the way here, I was vlogging, and I was talking about how, how very often amongst our group of friends, we... We don't overlook it, but we don't give each other the credit that we deserve. So, for example, I was talking about you and how anytime we hang out, you're fuzz. You've always been fuzz music, mm-hmm. like Ryan, and not Ryan Wyatt. And I was telling him, I'm like, like if you think about it, if you put it into perspective, like everybody, like, and you won't, you, you, you this might be a little bit hard for you to hear, oh, okay? But like, you're an impor- important person. You're like an not only an important person, <laughs> but you're like a definite figurehead in gaming, mm. esports, and everything related to it. You've been on on Bloomberg. You've been on like on count. I mean, you are the head of the largest gaming platform and you have a pet named Riley. Which is one of my, you know, happiest accolades to own a Pomeranian. But thank you. I actually think because we've been close friends for so long, actually a big part of what you do when you're, uh, you know, your guys and your close friends with one another is really uh, just kind of bust each other's balls. Yeah. So actually it's good because it holds us, you know, we are all, um, we're all very confident in ourselves yeah so i think keeping one another <laughs> humble is is much better than uh if, building each other up too much if if they saw the joke and i and i say this the jokes that we put in in the thread right yeah how we live like because we know uh, it's not terrible it's, how we it, talk to no, each other it's not it's not it's not like hey man nice haircut today goofball no it's mm-hmm. it's like i'm a stay-at-home dad remember yeah. for for years yeah like the joke to me was like like shut up you're your stay uh, you're a stay-at-home dad yeah judith is like the man of the house yeah which she is you know she's the woman of the house and equal parts totally. and all that yeah, yeah. no 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 it's um the thread is 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 definitely difficult at times and people that have watched the umu streams have actually gotten pretty good glimpses of it and but even that i would say PG, is a pg, PG relative 13. to the threat yeah. yeah yeah no for sure uh the thread can be quite toxic but i think it's good like i said it keeps everyone grounded and uh that's an important thing yeah i i do but at the same time like as i, as I continue to say like it, it's not because we came up together we've known each other for like eight years right. for like a long ass time it, it you almost like look past that because that's just like the job that you do but when you put it in, the, in into the the true scope of things like you're a big figurehead, and I had to get I, I had to like ask you, you know, from your perspective. I saw I saw it happen firsthand. You know, I yeah, saw yeah, right. you know go from the ref, commentator, optic manager, machinima, and the whole nine. And and like I wanted to get to to hear from your side because it's <clears throat> for me it's like a certain way, right? Like it, it's, it's like what, what my background is. Or yeah, well, like let, a, let me start here. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Who, who are you today? Yeah, so today I run um, two businesses globally at YouTube, our virtual reality business and our gaming business. Obviously, the gaming one being bigger and where I spend a large majority of my time. Um, And so I run essentially the business team at YouTube for both those verticals. Okay, who were you when you started? When you started gaming? Yeah, you know, so that's a, that's actually a really good question. And I think... Um, well, so the only kinds I ask for is... Yeah, do I have a timeline here? Can no, I give a little man, bit of a background? On, yeah, it. I think it's important because, you know, a lot of people ask how to get in gaming. And uh, I think generally speaking, uh, I would, would tell my story and, 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 you know, give some advice along the way. So when I was in college, I really, you know, I decided I'm like, I love gaming. I got to figure out a way um, 
to get a job in gaming. So I, I was very focused on that very particular task at hand. That was the most important thing. Um, and so I came across a, a company called GameBattles.com. And Game Battles essentially was the online tournament brackets for Major League Gaming. And Call of Duty 4 had just come out. Mm. And I liked Call of Duty 2. Fell absolutely loving Call of Duty 4. Like, I was skipping classes at school. Uh, I remember and not you were going, in college at the time. I was in college at the time. Yeah, I was going to Ohio State. And, um, you know, I saw that, like, there was these, they, that they had referees, right? And admins that basically would help handle disputes on the online. And I'm like... Uh, you know, that's a, that's a way to just get some experience, right? Like association with this kind of this website. And so, uh, I, I, uh, filled out an application, volunteered and became a referee. I essentially would, would go into disputed matches in call of duty <laughs> and squared away. Yeah. So, you're like, the mitigator. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, you know, you got like, you're all, like, everyone's gamers, right? Like you can imagine going yeah. into like a call of duty Four lobby where they're arguing about the score is it's like yeah. the, the highest level of toxicity that yeah. you can possibly of imagine. Course. And I would have to be like, Okay, well, the diffuse was set at five seconds, not seven and a half seconds. So, you know, the host, you guys actually have to lose this game and yada, yada. Like, <laughs> this is what I had to do. And then from there, like within that, I, I, I moved up to being an admin where I would solve tickets. So people yeah. would send screenshots of like scores. Uh, some of them would include the scoreboard and just like that they won too yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. And so you had to parse through all of that. And that job ended up opening a door for me where um, I ended up running all the referees that were uh, basically all online volunteers, right? And... So MLG came around to Columbus, Ohio, where Ohio State is, and I got um, a chance clap. Adam Apicella, great dude, great dude. One of my favorites. Yeah, got me, um, let me have a job to ref Halo stations at MLG Columbus. Um, they were happy with how I did there, and so I started touring with MLG around all the events. This is uh, 2008, maybe, 2000, early 2009, something like this, um, and started going around all the MLG events refing Halo. Call of Duty started getting bigger and, you know, arguably bigger than Halo, but no one was broadcasting any of it from an online perspective. Right. So I was like, this is my shot. I want to be an online commentator. I saw like Chris Puckett was a, was a god in the Halo scene. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be the Chris Puckett of Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, and so I started with a couple other people at Game Battles, uh, something called Game Battles Live, which basically we joined lobbies of online tournaments, these like $200 tournaments, and we started um, commentating over the games, right? So uh, here I was, like, now I was getting paid to, to ref games. Uh, now I was getting paid to commentate and, you know, started to really kind of build out my first job experience. And along the way is when I met you. Mm -hmm. And so we ran into each other in 2010. December 2010, yeah. At the MLG National Championship for Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, came in fourth place. Yep. And um, I was commentating that event. And that's kind of where our friendship started. Yep. And... Yeah, I mean, after that, you know, joined joined Optic Gaming, uh, became what I think you know a big part of Optic Gaming, and during like a really important part of oh, yeah. Optic's history. You know, this is, eight, this is eight years ago, almost nine years ago, um, and then basically did a lot there, doing videos, learned a lot about YouTube there. That's yeah. the beauty of that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because I um. I was so in my own world, like, oh, esports are so big, like everybody who plays, they're gonna wanna play tournaments and competitive and and you know, you're talking like, oh, people are doing like sniping montages and yeah. I'm like, what is what's this shit? You know, I was like, people watch it and you opened up the whole world yeah. to me of how big gaming, gaming on is YouTube that, yeah. is. Just and, I mean, we, I think we're still sort of in that in in that world where, you know, as an esports organization, as an esports, you know, person, you you always want the thing that you're a part of to be like the biggest thing in the world, obviously yeah. to you know, to, you know, raise the tides essentially. But, you know, it's, 
a very small part of, and, and we'll get into that. In, in yeah, I have some a lot to say about that, so we should yeah. we should park. Yeah, that. yeah. So t- t- tell me, because this is one of the funniest, not funniest, but like funny and heartfelt, like your your lonely drive from Ohio to LA to work at Machinima. Well, do you actually do you know the story? Yeah, hit me. Okay, so I pack up my car in Columbus, Ohio. What kind of car was it? It was a Nissan Altima. Yep. Um, I packed broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Not the broccoli. Not the broccoli. No, that was the Explorer. Oh, those. Yeah, that was the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, a car before the Altima. The Altima was my upgrade. Um, so we packed it up. I pull out of the apartment complex. I'm like, I'm going to LA. Like, peace out, Ohio. One love. A girl backs into my car. And like smashes the back right quarter panel of it. That's the world trying to hate on you. Say, don't go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, I ended up having to buy a one-way ticket shipping the car. And so I came out um, broke as hell. Dude. Yeah. Broke, broke, broke as hell. I took out a credit card um, and I maxed the credit card out because I had to buy a bed and a desk. Yeah. And a TV, right? Like just the essentials. I had like uh, some stuff from my apartment at Ohio State, but um, had to max out my credit card at Ikea. And uh, moved in with Optic J and Optic Diesel, who were also at Machinima and mm-hmm. obviously also in Optic, and started my career. The original Optic House. The original first Optic House and started my career in Burbank, uh, California, which is outside of Los Angeles. The funny thing about that house, which a lot of people don't know about me, um, is my Justin TV Twitch background there. So we started that house as a streaming house. And right. we set up four Basically, my computer at the end, and then four other Xboxes. Yeah. So, like C Nanners, Hutch, Diesel, myself, Jay, we all could play, um, which at the time I believe was Black Ops 1 matches. Um, and I was streaming on Justin TV those matches to maybe like, you know, 50 people. 100 people max. No, um, no, no. I saw it get up to like 1,000 at one point. Yeah, we're, like, was, we're like, holy fuck, we're, like, we're doing something massive. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. You guys had the check, the million dollar yeah, check. Yeah, the million dollar check above yeah. it and stuff. And it was so cool. And actually, um, my channel, because we streamed on my channel, but it was a, obviously a group effort always. Yeah. And I very rarely streamed just by myself, sometimes did. Um, my channel was one of the first six or seven channels to get partnered um, on Twitch TV. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool experience for me to learn about live streaming and really was the, the, the era of live streaming was just about to take off and boom. So uh, very exciting and, and you know, worked there. I was a, the community manager at Machinima for Respawn, which was their big kind of shooter channel, which was what Machinima was really known for in my opinion. Oh yeah, opinion. absolutely. Um, I helped start the I'm, kind of multi-channel network business there, live and esports. So spent a lot of time, learned a lot there. It was my first real, like real job. He won't jump out chasing a bird, would he? I don't think so. I just, you know, I just. Bro, the one thing about my dogs is that I think like I have the most athletic dogs in the fucking history of dogs. Well, that Henry dog is. Henry, Henry is supposed to be a lazy couch dog, but he isn't. He's like this muscular beast that can clear a a five foot like barricade with no issues. He can jump from us. He doesn't even need to run. He can literally jump from where we're standing, six foot, six, six feet up. We I don't, I don't even know like that they should still be classifying them as dogs when they're like that big. I mean he looks like a like a cheetah or maybe a small lion, a young, a young lion. He does walk like a lion. If you yeah, look I mean, at his, just, it is, so... it is big neck. Like it, it is, it is one of those big things. Now, all right. So you ran live at at Machinima, and the well, did a lot, me... right? Like, because we partnered with Twitch at Machinima, we tried to start YouTube live streaming. They didn't get it, so we partnered with Twitch. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened at Machinima. Um, there was a lot of things we did right. There's a lot of things that we we failed at. I was fortunate enough to be there in the heyday when it was growing. And so for me, it allowed me to manage a team at a young age. It allowed me to try new things and get money to invest in different areas. Yeah. So um, f- 
from my career standpoint, it was a huge opportunity. And I think the the advice that I have too out, out there for people watching want to get in gaming is you you like got to set yourself on on specifically what you want to do. Like if you want to work in the gaming video space, you have to look at opportunities, even if you've got a volunteer and not and not oh, yeah. paid uh, opportunity, and you have to be a first mover into these spaces. You were first mover in esports. I was first mover in gaming video. Like you've got to kind of carve out um, your niche, and it's obviously super competitive because there's not a lot of positions in the industry, but there's a lot of people that want to do it. Yeah. So you've got to figure out like, what am I going to do to stand out from, uh, from these people? And a lot of times people are like, well, what did you major in college? What's that? Nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. My major in college was communications. That's literally nothing to do. I learned zero about what it took to run what I do now and, and previous businesses. My, my self-identification and self-auditing, like it's, it's something that I preach like always, like if you want to be a professional gamer and you just don't have it, that's does that your path doesn't have to end there. Right. You know, you, you can, you can pivot, do something else. And, and that's like one of the most important things in life, period. If you don't know how to pivot or get away from something that isn't going your way, you're going to be in that Very same true. path. You, you have to move. You have to get over that barricade. You have to pivot essentially is, yeah. is, is is what it boils down to um yesterday you guys announced that you guys were gonna be okay no 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 because you're not giving yourself enough credit here at machinima you you, you you sort of created this idea of machinima live yeah they you know youtube didn't get it at first so you guys went and cut a deal with uh twitch. with twitch yep and eventually you know the the success of that kind of kind of opened the eyes of youtube yeah and then they well, said it took they, a little they, bit but yeah, yeah but but yeah. then they're like you know what let's, let's grab this this young superstar up and come well i had a quick pit stop after machinima i went to um i actually went back to major league gaming as the vp of programming. oh shit you did now it was only eight months you did yeah i did I so went did back. rishi too yeah. yeah so i got to go back which was really cool for me because it obviously that's where my career started and so to go back there as like a vp was um awesome and and, and i love the founders Sundance and Sepso and the guys that are at MLG. So it was really good experience. Um, you know, it was, it was short lived of eight months and, and obviously I went there thinking it would be much longer than that, mm -hmm. but, um, uh, was recruited to go to YouTube to start the gaming vertical. Yeah. So obviously gaming had been big on YouTube, but they had never, um, specialized the vertical, right? It was basically rolled up under entertainment. Yeah. And so they were like, you know what? It's a big business for us. We need people with the background in the gaming industry. So they parsed out the product eng marketing business teams into into one vertical for gaming. Eng, meaning engine. engineers yeah sorry yeah. so people that are actually making the products yeah. uh, on the back end and um <clears throat> i started that team there was two people on the team at the time and and we have ramped it out globally now um so it's it's pretty it's pretty exciting so that's that is why and where I'm at YouTube today. And yeah. I've been there for four years now. Running four years? Is really? Have yeah, said been four, that long? Four years in November. Get or out October. of here, dude. Yeah. Time flies. Now, uh, you know, when you brought up uh, Sepso and, and, and Sundance, like I got this flashback of They'd be good of, dudes like, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're going to be yeah, 100%. Sure. I, yeah, maybe even doing both at the same time might be good. I, I, I want to do, well, it's going to be sunny. I'm going to do all of them individually. Yeah. And the, the podcast, I'm going to do the podcast with them individually. But I also want the trifecta, uh, Sundance, Sepso, and Adam. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, that's one I'll definitely watch. If you yeah. if you love esports, the, the rich history from those three. Yeah. Like, I've got a history in esports of, you know, maybe maybe 12 years. Whew, there, there's deeper and, and much better stories. Anyway, so as you were bringing that up, I, I remember clearly this one time. It was an MLG event. It was like 2011. It was during Black Ops uh, 1. And we're walking around, and and you were giving me the tour. It was like maybe my second or third event. No, she's cool. He's cool. He's cool. I keep on calling him she yeah, for no, some reason. It's upsetting me. One more time. I'm okay, I apologize. No, no, no. We're not. We're gonna continue with the podcast. Sorry. Um, this is Riley. Riley's Riley, come here. Riley's like yeah, something that would name one of my nieces. Yeah. Riley. All right. What's up, man? 
Anyway, um, and I remember you telling me like who was who, right? I hadn't met Sepso or oh, Sundance. Right. Yeah, yeah, when we first and, met. And uh, I remember Sepso was wearing like this this really flossy like white like suit. Totally. And then he's like, oh, that's that's Mike Sepso. He's like that he's one of the guys that started MLG. And I was like. Yeah. Ooh, he's like the guy that smells like money, and I was like, oh yes, yes, that guy. You know, really flossy. Oh, you know, you know I mean, dude, you know, I do. he still smells like money. Yeah, and and I remember like, you know, during the heyday of MLG, and and unfortunately, the heyday of MLG to me was always when Call of Duty wasn't the main attraction. Yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was Halo, right? Halo, yeah. Starcraft. Yeah, like yeah. There, there was this sort of. There was a sort of period in MLG where, in MLG events, where it was like a a who's who of gaming, sort of like dope. fashion, yeah. like party central. Like Twitch had a party at the end of every single great MLG. Parties too. They great, had great parties. Parties, yeah. Yeah. and it didn't cost that much. Like, I, well, no, we were easy to please at that time. Yeah, we're much more. Free, we're, the gaming issues much yeah, more divas yeah, yeah. now. Well, yeah. of course, yeah. I, th I think we had large part in that too. The way that we raised our <laughs> our little brothers, yeah. Yeah, 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 your little brothers, my sons, yeah. Um, but anyway, so 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 moving on from that. Yesterday, you know, you've been four years at at, at YouTube. Yesterday, yeah. you guys announced that YouTube gaming is moving to the main platform, which yeah. to me was like, I'm like, what the? F that's fucking huge. A lot of people, I, I, a lot of people, and and it upset me because I thought we were, we were past this. I thought we were smarter than this. A lot of people were like, oh, that's that's bad for gaming. Like it's a it's awesome. it's a promotion. Yeah, I think it's the exact opposite. Yeah. So we launched. Um, you know, in 2015, we launched the YouTube gaming app. The whole purpose of that app was like gaming was already big on YouTube. Like the purpose of the app was uh, we needed to create very specific gaming products mm -hmm. and doing so in Maine um, at the time was difficult, right? There's like a lot of stuff we need to be doing YouTube independent of gaming, right? Yeah. And so what their priorities should be should not be gaming. They have a lot of stuff that they need to be focused on that of course. handles the whole YouTube ecosystem. So we're like, okay, but these things are important to gaming and we want to prioritize them at the top. So they're like, great. Launch this app, build all the stuff you need for gamers, mm -hmm. and and um, they, they they can go there for the people that want the deep gaming experience. And so, good, great, we do that. We get the allocation. We go towards it. We build things like game pages. We build things. Uh, and these are basics, right? Like, yeah. but YouTube needed these uh, channel memberships, which we called in the app uh, sponsorships. That was something that was that, you know, the subscription service you see it across, you know, Twitch, like Facebook, uh, Mixer, and so forth. We built that out. Um, Super Chat, which is a way to like prominently display like all these different features. Some of them actually got ported over to YouTube main because everyone was like, oh, these are great. We should actually apply these all yeah. creators. Um, and so it got to the point, though, is we have literally 200 million logged in users that watch gaming videos every day. That's insanity. I mean, this is like insanity. Be before you, you you move on from there, that what you said about you know some of these practices that gamers do and should be applicable, uh, applicable across all content creators are all that. I think and 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 you can this is like verifiable evidence that that gaming has set such a trend not not just in not just in YouTube but in in, in you know globally across all everything that is the space um, in terms of what it is to be an up and coming superstar. You know, it wasn't until gaming specifically came along that people started to pay attention to the way that we market. And, and I'll go as far as to say Call of Duty because Call of Duty, if you, if you look at the marketing in Call of Duty from players to, to organizations, name, name the two biggest, you know, in terms of social media uh, followed uh, organizations in the world and it's Optic and it's Phase. Yeah. Right? And and both of these were born in Call of Duty. So from there, you you know you fast forward a couple of a couple of years, and yeah, now you have Call of Duty's heyday back then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you if you if you draw a a chronological 
sort of timeline, obviously, uh, you see a very like huge pivot as to what it is to be a a brand, right? Because back then, everybody in in esports and in gaming was like, oh, you know, we're you know, nobody knew what to, what it was to be a brand for yourself, like mm -hmm. a, a mm -hmm. brand. And now you look at you know YouTubers, you look at at traditional sports and yeah. media. I mean, obviously, you see with the with the with the bias acquisitions and investments from traditional you know sports and into this, it, it, it is for a very specific reason, and it is because some of our our practices are the best way to be in new media, which is yeah. what what YouTube is. And when you say that gaming has its place in 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 YouTube, you also have to take into account that YouTube itself is revolutionizing what the, the same way that TV revolutionized radio. Oh yeah, video. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, think about it. You know. So uh, yeah, 1.9 billion people come to YouTube monthly. 1.9 billion with a B. Okay. Now, That's big. How many hours? Let's 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 talk hours and and, and consumption. Yeah, so I'll I'll let me, I'll Cuz finally I'll we're, you, you know. A, yeah, yeah, I'll feed you a couple of things. So, yes, 200 million people log in, they watch gaming videos every day. The the more impressive number, believe it or not, is actually 50 billion hours of gaming watch time how is in that? the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. I think like some people um some people are surprised by it. I really am not. I think people that are surprised about it actually don't have a fluent understanding of gaming globally. A couple things to consider. Seven of the top 10 creators on YouTube, gamers. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the biggest gaming creator, or some of the biggest creators on YouTube are gamers, right? Yep. The fastest growing creator in uh, YouTube's history, gamer, Ninja. Ninja, yep. right? Uh, the biggest live gaming stream that's ever happened on, and not on any platform, happened on YouTube. El Rubius. El Rubius with creator. the Fortnite. Fortnite. He's, not not he's, even esports, right? Just like yeah. him playing with his buddies. Yeah. Uh, streaming from his bedroom. 1.15 million concurrent viewers. And for those that don't know, a live concurrent viewer is like, who is watching that live broadcast at that very moment? So 1.1 million people were watching it simultaneously at that moment. Um, and so we anyway, we looked at the app and we're like, great, we built these product features. Gamers clearly need... And gaming users, creators and users alike, very clearly need to have their own features yeah. that are very important to gamers. Yeah. But the problem is we, in the isolated app, in that environment, it wasn't reaching everyone. Yeah, we were happy with how to, like live gaming was getting bigger in the YouTube gaming app. Yeah. But with these 200 million users, you're, you're only touching a, a handful relative to that size. Right. So we were like, we owe it to them to move this thing into YouTube main, mm -hmm. make discoverability for gaming easier, have all of these great features in there. And then... What some people got lost in the messaging is that's like a great thing because it's going to touch more people. On top of that, we're going to actually still build gaming product features. Of course. We're going to double down on it. And now they're in YouTube main. So um, our resolve has never been higher and never more dedicated than it is now. And so for me, I was ecstatic with yesterday and it paid off. Like today I looked, uh, we had 1.1 million people watching live streams of Fortnite, Fortnite simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, just eight, today. It, I mean, it's like, it's it, crazy. It was 8.45 when, when Lester tweeted out the picture and then it grew to uh, well, It's to like that. a random Wednesday. No, random like Wednesday. It's random Wednesday. Yeah, and... And a lot of people get confused. And and look, I, I I'm yeah. a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Twitch. A massive me fan too. of Twitch. And I'm know? grateful for what they've done for me and my. I mean, like yeah. I said, I was partnered on there. Obviously, they've uh, they did great things to grow the esports community. So I, I Twitch will always hold a special place in my yeah. heart. Yeah, and then to to put it into perspective, gaming, YouTube gaming, going to the main, it'd be like being featured on the main on the main page of of Twitch, right? Like getting that that sort of right, but on YouTube, but on YouTube, yeah, which is which is nuts. Now, when when you're when you're talking about not only reinvesting and in, in doing more for for gaming creators. I saw your tweet, um, you know, live events or or like your your participation at events. Essentially, are, are you are you maybe considering something along the lines of YouTube? 
VidCon or YouTube? I mean, you guys already do, you know, VidCon. Which is not ours. Which is not yours. But Okay, right. Uh, Yes, I am. Okay. Now, the question would be... (laughs) The question would be, um, in, in the first in the first year, if we did do it, would it be better to do it with just gaming creators and yeah. not open it up to the public? Mm-hmm. Because I kind of look at it this way. Like, we need to be able to have really good kind of communication with our creators, our top creators in our ecosystem. What we really need to do to open it up to, like, publishers and, and fans and creators is have really meaningful present at all the gaming events. Right. So PAX, E3, Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show, Brazil Game Show, uh, Madrid Game Show, like all, or Barcelona Game Show. There are all, all these different ones that are happening. Yeah. I actually think it's better for us to have meaningful presence there because you have the intersection of all of those people. Um, I don't think just replicating a TwitchCon, which I think is awesome that they yeah, do and it's yeah, like really cool for the community, yeah. is the right step that we should be taking right now. Um, but we do need to we need to be thinking about how we have this cross intersection of users, gamers, and creators. The other thing too is um, because we're so global, where would you do it? And also, like you p- might have to do multiple cons because we're so global. And with how big gaming is on YouTube. The cost of the event, the security you would need. I mean, no it just is so scaled. So there's a lot of things we have to think through, but um, definitely thinking about doing something. Well, if somebody it. can do something that big, it would be a humble startup as Google is. Right, right. I mean, started in a garage. Started in our CEO's garage. Did you know that? No, I did not yeah, know Yeah, Susan's that. our CEO. Google actually started in her garage. That is nuts. Yeah. Yep. That is crazy. Real, uh, you know, you, you talk about global, and I, I know that you just got back from a from a trip. Yeah. How long was the trip? Where did you go, and and how did it go? Yeah, so I travel. I travel a lot um, I, because my job is global. So I have to spend a lot of time in in Europe, and Asia, and Latin America. So uh, in the Middle East. So I actually was uh, stopped in at Berlin. We did this really cool summit with some of our creators, where we spent time with them. Uh, I went to London to meet with um, some people, and then I shot down to Dubai, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. We actually. Um, we had creators from all over the Middle East come out to Dubai. So from from primarily Saudi Arabia, but other areas in the Middle East came out to Dubai. We spent a whole day with the creators at YouTube Spaces, probably like 30, 40 of them. Um, I learned a lot. They learned a lot, asked good questions, gave us good feedback, stuff that we need to incorporate. And then the next day I spent time with um, businesses, gaming businesses in Dubai and, mm-hmm. and in the region. So uh, I traveled 17,000 miles over 12 days and then had a 16-hour flight back from Dubai. I actually got back yesterday evening. And and if you remember our text, I, I talked, I think when I was waking up, you were about to board a plane. I didn't know this, yeah. but you're like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to fly. And then a whole day goes by yeah. and I'm like, my full day, I'm tired. I'm about to head to the airport to come here. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yo, so what's the deal? What are we doing? He's like, dude, I'm still on the plane. I could not believe it. Yeah, yeah you're because you asked me, like, I'm getting on the plane. You're like, hey, when can we do this podcast? And, and then you hit me back. You're like, man, you know, like, you haven't still haven't gotten back to me. I'm like, dude, I'm still on the, yeah. the damn plane, man. I don't even know. I'm like, I haven't seen my wife. I have no idea what time you know, anything <laughs> is. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I look, it's really hard and it sucks being away and it's a lot of traveling. But, man, I feel very fortunate and wouldn't want anything to change. And my view, not of just business being more global and thinking more globally instead of being very westernized uh, or or even just focusing on the US and Europe. Uh, That has changed tremendously. But the amount of different cultures that I've been able to interact with um, and the people that I've been able to meet have had a profound impact on me. Mm -hmm. All of this is because of YouTube. So uh, very grateful. It's a really cool experience. I know you hate traveling, but uh, it's worth it. You know what? I at the beginning, I hated it, and then I started becoming used to it, and now I'm I'm back to like wanting to stay home in my or go to my studio and stay in the 
in the studio just just as a I don't know. Life's short, man. There's a lot of people uh, out there I want to see. And a don't lot get of me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. If 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 we can You're switch, if we no no no, if we can tr- like fast forward time, right? And if we can cut trips in half, you know, you can make it a four hour sure. trip right. from here to to London. I would do it. It's the trip. Me sitting there just not doing anything. I'm a good sleeper, but I'm not that good at sleeping. Yeah, I'm not either. Like, I, I take Benadryl and, you know, maybe get like five or six hours. I mean, luckily, those things turn into beds and stuff, but it's still difficult. Well, not for everyone. Yeah, I know. But, like, with the amount of traveling <laughs> I have, you, kind of, you know, yeah, so it's nice. You drink luckily. champagne and all that, and it's good. You go to bed. So, luckily, yeah. I get a massage right before I go to bed, before I, I extend my bed and get was, my bed made I, by well, someone. I was a mess yesterday. So, we I had two scheduled tweets for the, the gaming announcement and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't get any Wi-Fi on the plane like i was getting like one megabyte a minute yeah. so i was able to do like a ping would yeah. come through but like no tweets or anything and so i'm i'm like a mess i was like how's what's the creators think what's the users think what's yeah, they yeah. know as the press and all that stuff and so uh, i landed it was how, like how, per, how personal do you how personal do you take it uh you know that that because ultimately it's it's a product that that belongs to to youtube a company that you you know about how sure. personal do you take i mean obviously you're, you're a big you're, you're you're an impactful like piece of the puzzle but can can you take it that personal and do you like well why do you take, take it so personal yeah i do which I is do, good i do take it personal um i spend a large majority of my life investing time into gaming on youtube so hard not to take it personal now i don't take it personal but like i think um i'm very also honest and i do to some extent think i'm self-aware so like when we get feedback of well you guys still need to do x y and z like you need to do highlighting clipping on youtube like that's great feedback and it's like you know what i actually agree with that and i feel that way so i take it personal in the sense that i'm very prideful and i put a lot of time in it i don't take it personal in the sense that i get offended yeah. or upset um yeah i'm not the only decision maker it's 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 decision making by committee with other leaders as well but i i do feel uh, incredibly responsible for whatever decisions we make and in fairness uh whatever decisions we make are things that have hit my desk and i have spoken my piece about and so um i you know you take a lot of ownership over that stuff that's good man yeah a lot of people just show up to their job and they just do their work oh uh, no it, my, it, I, it, I, it takes it takes a lot to be as passionate and it sounds and you always come i mean I, I obviously know because i know you but you know it it, it always comes across you know if i was an outsider perspective it always comes across as like you're so into this that it's respectable more than anything totally i appreciate that i mean it's a mix of um i'm very competitive just in nature uh, and I'm very passionate. And so the combination of the two, um, I actually think is, is, is a good thing. All right. Yeah. So we talked about a, uh, gaming. I, I want to yeah. talk about the future, which I think it's, it's going to be the, the, the ultimate catalyst for, for humans to never go outside, which virtual is reality. virtual reality. Oh, I didn't know we were going to touch on this. Yeah, oh, of course, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, I am. I, yeah. hundred percent. I just had, um, I just had a, a meeting, um, and we, a business got pitched to me where I don't. It's it's I can't talk about it. It's sure. VR. And then yeah. when when I when I immersed myself into this like very specific thing, uh, I put it into every single aspect of entertainment that 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 I do as a human. Right, um, sporting events, concerts. Uh, I mean, weddings. You yeah. name it. Like it will be, and it will get to that point. Now, as far as you becoming something, let's say an, an avatar of sorts. Right. Um, let, let's. That's. This, this is me going off on a rant. Let, yeah, I, I want to know. I, I want to. I want to know. No, no, let, tell me. Tell me. Tell me your, the most exciting thing you you're seeing in VR and then AR. I think AR is 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 super cool too. Yeah, I'll give you kind of my high level overview, and then we can see if you want to dive in anything. So a couple of things. Um, so virtual reality, I think, has a long way to go. 
I think I look at VR as a long-term, like 10 to 15 year investment. Mm -hmm. Um, I've spent a majority of my professional time focused specifically on VR video. And so VR video is taking, uh, essentially rendering a sphere video around you and being able to move around and, and look at that video. I think the coolest thing for virtual reality in the short term is the educational abilities that yep. it can provide. Um, Kayla and I sent, you know, probably like 10 or 11 uh, VR headsets to a school in Africa yep. and it blew, like just blew Kayla, their mind. Kayla's his wife. my wife. Yeah, sorry. Blew their mind because, um, you know, just being able to take someone to Mount Everest or take them to the Coliseum in Rome and like all these different places yeah. is, is very enriching experience. Um, it's VR video sells a long way to go and like there's a lot more time spent on it. Now, virtual reality outside of just the video component of it, um, I do think long term is going to be revolutionary in the gaming industry. I don't mm -hmm. think I don't I don't think that means that how you know gaming today necessarily goes away, but I think it'll be another additive component to gaming being really meaningful. Um, and I think the ability, truthfully, to to have these out of body experiences that we would never have otherwise would have will happen um, with like haptic feedback suits, better tracking, the vibes of releasing. The haptic, uh, if you don't know, is the vibration of certain you know pressure points or wherever yeah, so if you know you get shot here you'd be like you get a vibration and stuff like that so um people that judge vr right now on where it's at and kind of where it's going to be the next couple of years mm -hmm. are um short-sighted in my opinion if if they're judging it negatively you mean if they're judging it negatively and i think even if you're over over investing right now like you've got to lay groundwork but uh, i wouldn't if we were playing a game of poker yeah i would not be going all in yet i would be i'd be slow playing to the river and then be going all in. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know poker, it's basically like I would be mindfully investing now because I think it's important to get in the space now. Yeah. But the long term payoff is is going to be in five to you know ten years, and you know you kind of want to accelerate your investments over time. So, but I'm big on it as you yeah. can see. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, AR is a whole other beast. I think it'll be sooner than that. Like I, I appreciate like the but we don't know where technology is going to be. Like some kid in Singapore maybe like creating like this one chip or this one sort of company that would make the chip be faster and everything and then sure. and then here you go i'm going to singapore yeah. in november so if you know this kid uh, no I, do, do I, I don't know i don't <laughs> know the kid uh in in the in the joe rogan podcast uh with 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 uh what's his name um elon they were they were talking about like imagine if there was you know if there was 10 nikolai teslas at the same time you know living at the same time oh man how crazy yeah yeah so i think that 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 sort of um that sort of blip in, in, in human history can happen where there's just going to be a period where there's like, you know, a thousand like genius. It's an anomaly though. Like obviously there, there wasn't 10 Teslas. No, there wasn't. No. Right. And there wasn't 10 Einsteins, but, um, Look, either way, I think we we agree that VR is going to be big and I would love to be wrong and it'd be what is, faster than, than what I, what is your, the, the craziest possibility you've seen in vr that you were just like holy shit my oh I, that's an easy answer so there's a a, a company called the void mm -hmm. so what the void does is they have um they basically put up these um they set up like this big studio right and they map the whole physical environment into the game yeah. right so where there are physical walls they're they're in the game as well. Okay. So if you like go up in the game and you see a window and you touch the wall, you'll feel a window. Yeah. Right. Because they built physical environments and they map the game around it. Yeah. And they have all these motion trackers. And you have a wireless, you have basically a wireless suit on because the laptop is mm -hmm. built into your okay. bodysuit. And so you can walk around and like touch something on the wall. You'll you'll like go down a hallway, make a left, and go into a room, and like all of this is mapped around this physical environment. Hector, it's like mind blowing. And yeah. if you think 
Like that's the stuff that you go do that and yeah. you're like very inspired. Yeah. You should go check it out. They have one in, they have one where they do Star Wars. I did one with Ghostbusters. Uh, you'll go into a room like this one that I did. I went in this room and um, I'm looking around and the room's really cold, right? Because I'm outside and it's like snow mountains. Mm-hmm. And so they pump like AC into the room. Jesus. You walk in the room, so you're freezing, right? Yeah. This dragon comes up and all of a sudden a fan goes on and it starts blowing wind at you. And so you're like, your mind is tripping out because you're like, I am here yeah. right now and I'm like scared. And it was cool because they had this, um, they basically, you walked out this room and there was like a podium and it was like a metal grate podium yeah. and they had it, the physical environment. So you feel like you're on a metal grate. Yeah. Now in the real environment, the wall's like right there. Yeah. So if you actually jumped off that podium, you'd face plant into a wall. Yeah. But in the game, it's this sprawling like snow mountains and stuff. But because your body is so tricked, you're never going to be like, oh, I'm not walking off that grate. No, of course not. You feel the fans. And if you did, you'd jump into like the fan that's blowing at you. So it's, 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 um, Oh the void. Gosh, the void. The void. Check it out. Uh, Void.com. They have. I think they did a partnership. Don't quote me on this, but I think they did a partnership with Disney. Mm-hmm. So if you're at like one of the Disney's, I think you can actually go check it out in real time. It's mind blowing. I I, uh, I stepped into the into the Optic corporate offices uh, once, and they what, like two week three weeks ago where they had the the Optic Arena. It's like a live. Env- it's like it's a VR environment. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. trophies and shit. And I w- I walked into the trophy room and, and pretend that it's, it's a big trophy case. So this is live right now. You can go visit it. Um, it's it's a trophy case. And then behind the trophy case, there's like there's the shelves and you see pictures. And then I walked up to the pictures, m- being mindful of the trophy case that was there. And I moved my shoulder in to make sure that I wasn't gonna knock the trophy over. And as I'm looking at the pictures, and, and I'm like, oh my, ooh, I, I thought that I bumped it. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I I I swung my hand through the you know yeah. through the trophy and there was nothing there but my mind was so tricked because oh, the hologram and yeah and it was so immersed in this reality that i was being careful of my objects around me when they're just like they don't exist they yeah. exist in there and it's crazy how what you just like in dreams what your mind perceives as reality perception is totally reality yeah they were even making a point like um yeah we have the physical environments not everything's physical because um once you touch one or two things, like if they, they put a window and it like draws you towards that window, right? So you're like, oh, I got to see that window. Mm-hmm. So I touched that window, right? But there'll be some things that are uh, just kind of a standard wall that you're not really focusing on. And if you actually would have went up to that wall and pushed, you would have put your yeah. arm through it. But because your body's already, yeah. your mind has been so tricked, that's like, you're not even thinking about that, yeah. right? And so they're able to kind of guide you through where they want you, when they want you to touch stuff. I mean, it's incredible. So what you're saying is that we could essentially, as a fact. Yeah be in a simulation right fucking now no i'm not getting i'm not getting on this i'm not getting on the elon train yet <laughs> uh it, it's it's difficult man it's difficult for me to to my life is so good and i'm so blessed and i i, I think oh, you know, you, they simulated you well huh they did man they they looked out for a brother they you know did, yeah. and, and you too man they did, you know? yeah, yeah they, of course uh that, that's super cool ar obviously augmented reality which is explain it to the yeah, the, so so that's basically kind of um, uh, digitally imposing something in in your reality, right? So, uh, for example, is like uh, there's devices called the Magic Leap and the Hololens, where you put on a headset, you actually see your real environment. So mm-hmm. you would see like everything that we see, but you can impose, you can you can basically bring in digital things. So yeah. you know, for for Magic Leap, for example, you can you know have a dolphin. That's like swimming in the room or yeah. you can have like soldiers fighting on the the hardwood floor. And so it's bringing these kind of virtual virtual items or whatever you want to call them into the real world. And it's a little bit blend. Um, AR is really exciting. I think 
I, I actually am as equally hyped about augmented reality. How we do it on the YouTube side, um, probably will uh, where it'll be is maybe find itself in like the stories feature, which yeah. is you know where you see you know AR filters and so forth. Um, but it's in it, and look at Pokemon Go. People don't actually don't use the AR component of it because they just put you know they actually just put the game on. But I think gaming will have an interesting element in AR too. Um, I mean, if you look at if you look at the I think it was. League of Legends. I don't know if it was in Tokyo or oh, where. The broadcast. Yeah, OGN does it. OGN, where yeah. they have the dragons fly across like the Dota. insanity. Dota does it at the international as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they map with, the, so, with the floor. Yeah, yeah, mapping out the floor and stuff, and then having like when uh, when you pick your character, like yeah. the avatar shows up yeah. in real life. Dope. Dude. Insanity. Dope. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of that, and and I guess this this can be our our, our sand off uh, topic, and, yeah. and it's you know esports. Um, you know from from a from a gaming, and, and obviously Google is nothing but. I mean, it's a lot of things, but data is like, you know, sure. it's it's core. Like they need it all. They want every piece of information that exists across globally. Where what what are what are your feelings towards? You know, I know you're passionate about esports, but when you look at the numbers and you look where where everything is, is it still is is it growing? Is it still uh, a, 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 a not a tiny but a, a segment of the bigger picture that is gaming? You know, holistically, or is it? You know, is it? Yeah. So here, I got a lot of thoughts on esports. I'll try to consolidate them and make them concise. Um, so esports, I'm massively passionate about. It. Obviously, I commentated yeah, for eight, for eight years esports. Not only did you, you were the best at it. Yeah, the 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 best esports commentator that's ever existed. Period. I was just gonna say Call of Duty, but no, no I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, and so. Um, Esports relative to gaming, like content overall, is still pretty small. So if you look at like the two and a half billion hours of esports, and when I think of esports, I think of leagues, tournaments, esports players, personalities, right? Personalities. Uh, you look at it, it's about two billion on YouTube, primarily VOD. We have like we have a lot of the live broadcast of esports like league of legends is on there and, and and you know we've we've streamed like all kind of different tournaments with counter-strike so forth anyway dota um it's about one and a half so it's bigger obviously on twitch because so much live is there and a lot of the team stuff mm -hmm. so you look at it, it's like okay it's you know let's say four billion hours of the gaming watch time industry is esports both mm -hmm. vod and live and actually vod is like pretty big because the human interest pieces, shoulder content, and of so course. forth. Yeah. Um, if you look at gaming watch time total, it's you know by looking at Twitch and YouTube, Twitch's data is public as is ours. It's like fifty-seven billion. So it's 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 four on fifty-seven billion. Now four is still a meaningful, of course, segment, right? Um, I would say I would be looking. I wish the growth rate was higher. Esports isn't growing as fast as gaming overall. When you look at that whole picture, gaming is growing faster. Esports is growing slower. That, that does raise a red flag, but it's still growing. Um, I think what Fortnite's doing is like kind of revolutionizing esports I like in that a meaningful too. way, and I really like that. I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but well, I what, what I was going to ask you in, on the same on the same thing, and then you yeah. can finish your thoughts. Like, because of the Fortnite like sort of show matches with with personalities and competitors, I think that that was a very the, that that's a good thing to do in that. It's a great in, idea. Right, I mean, it's not what we've been. Needs to be like franchised and look yeah. like traditional sports. That's okay. Fortnite lends itself to like be more entertaining anyway, and then you know the battle royale mode, like it's different. Not all esports need to be created equally. I think like how the fighting community has you know basically pioneered esports yeah. and kind of had their Embraced own identity. It. Absolutely is like beautiful, and like it doesn't always have to be like. I think it's great what um, uh, Overwatch has done with like franchising and having this really like kind of you know. Uh, model and League of Legends in the US and obviously EU like everybody doing kind of different things is good first of all it's good from the sense that like we're testing a lot of different things innovation and two 
the more people we can welcome into the space because maybe that thing's too like Overwatch or League of Legends franchise and that stuff too hardcore for them. They like the Fortnite stuff is better for all of us. All right. ships rise. So Absolutely. We, should, we should be welcoming in all of that. And actually my point too about esports, I'm bullish on it long term. I think over the next 10 years, esports is going to be massive. And this point that I'm making that it's still like a sliver of the bigger piece is, is just a short-term thing. Um, I think the next generation of, of, of kids are going to primarily watch esports over traditional sports. We, as like the millennials, are still kind of divided that are gamers that like, I mm -hmm. love traditional sports and I watch them more than esports, truthfully. Um, so yeah, but I think you, the next generation will. And, and you don't want, and, and it, it says something when you still watch sports and you're like, a Browns fan. I've never yeah. missed a, a Browns game. I actually watched um, in Dubai. It was started at 9.30 p.m. and I was up to like 1 a.m. And, and then you got and up and at 4 to watch the Buckeyes. Yeah. Yep. And Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The night before. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've seen every game the Browns have lost. Can't which is me. A lot Can't of be me. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm hopeful and um, I'm, I'm big on esports long term. I think. Uh, what is one suggestion that you could give us from the esports side? Yeah, I think the one thing that esports still needs to work on, and I'm biased here, but I, I truly mean it, um, there's not enough emphasis on the VOD side of it. I think in order for people to be really interested in tuning into the live broadcast, the human interest pieces, making celebrities out of esports um, is a really big thing. In Asia and in China, they do this fantastic, and they are the stars mm -hmm. of, the, of some of those countries. Here in the West and even in Europe, like a little bit, like we don't do a fantastic job at that. Like a lot of the top esports players um, actually don't have these like really big personalities and big followings. Like, yeah, you have Ninja, which could we argue like, is he a pro player or what he is? You had Nade Shot, but like, it's not like we have a lot of them. We don't really have like all the equivalent. We basically need like 10 more ninjas yep. spread across esports. Um, look, and I'm not knocking where we are. I actually think we're making great progress. Ninja just was on the front of ESPN. Like we're moving in the right direction. Oh, yeah. We just, you know, these are the things that I would think would help us move faster. And again, I think also um, that 200 million I talk about that come to watch gaming video. How do we get them interested in esports? Yeah. How do we start to like tailor esports to them so that they p continue to follow it? And I still don't think we're doing enough uh, at broadly appealing to, yep. to the gaming audience. So um, I think shoulder content, human interest content um, is really important and not just saying we're going to put all of our, 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 our money on these big live broadcasts. So that's it, long-winded. I, I, uh, I, I agree. I think we're doing a lot though, right? No, no, I, yeah, I, and I agree. Uh, obviously, you obviously know firsthand, like one of the, one of the main things that I consider the thing that pushed Optic to where it's at was the fact that we turned professionals into YouTubers. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. We, you know, and I talk about this a lot, we, didn't, we didn't go out and, and, and try to, you know, get the best players out there. We got, and whoever we had, we turned into personality. And that's what, you know, I mean, look at, look at Nate Shot. Like he, totally. he, he, he there, there, there couldn't be a ninja if the Nade shot didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because how big was Nade, you know, during like this? It was like gaming had never seen someone bigger than that. Yeah, and, I, 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 it, it, remarkable, right? I mean, if you think about and and in Call of Duty again, yeah. not the biggest esport, you yeah. know, and it goes to show again that you know content is and will always be king. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, honestly, off the top of my head, the only ones that I see. Um, really focusing on building out their players like celebrity status by by building out really compelling content is TSM, mm -hmm. FaZe, 100 Thieves, obviously because he Nade knows the kind of formula. And I mean, Optic, not, not like it did in the heyday, but still does it. And um, I think there's so many teams that are missing the boat there. And um, 
we are spending time with those teams mm-hmm. to try to like we're trying you know you could take someone to water but you can't make them drink it yep. i'm just trying to take them to the water right now yeah, and yeah, hopefully yeah. for the best but um it'll happen man it'll yeah. happen we, we will get more lebron james's and kevin durant's and all that like we don't even have that matchup not yet we don't have the who like the big lebron james first kevin durant we're like if you don't like people watch the finals even if they knew the Warriors were going to smack the Cavs, because yep. you're like, this is an epic matchup. Two yep. of the best players in the NBA oh, yeah. going at it. Like we kind of have that. And, you know, you have the faker like narrative and League of Legends, and you know, Bjergsen sometimes. Like there's some of that stuff, but um, their celebrity is not known outside their community. Right. Like obviously, League of Legends fans know those guys, but uh, you know, if I go grab a random big YouTube gaming creator and was like, hey, have you heard of these guys? They'd be like, no. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got to our biggest gaming creators need to be the biggest game, e- gaming esports personalities right. for esports to hit the next I agree. upper echelon. And that's my final word. And that's my final word. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Hey, this listen. This is awesome. We should do this more th- often. Yeah. Well, look, you still have to come visit the studio. So, you know, yeah, the, yeah. I'm, the grand opening is not going to be open to the public. But sure. I'm, I'm, I'm unveiling. I'm showing everybody what I, what I worked on uh, within the next two weeks. Um, you owe me a trip down to. I do. To, I do. I do. You know, bring, bring Riley, bring the wife. And yeah, he travels great. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. be good. Brother, thank great. you so much. You got it, man. This is this, fun. This, this, this won't fun. be the last. No, it won't. Uh, guys, this, this, uh, this is the first episode, and it'll be uh, obviously here on YouTube. You're, you can also listen to the audio on google podcast itunes i said google first for you yeah thank you. uh google google podcast itunes soundcloud uh and anchor when all is right it going up, man? it's when? it's monday monday Mo- every this monday. monday every monday well I, i'm gonna yeah you, you I'm, gotta I'm, stick to programming oh 100 but I, I haven't decided whether i'm gonna do it daily and not in person necessarily but the podcast daily because i think that i can have i can set an hour and a half out of my day to have a conversation really? with someone yeah good God bless. Good luck with well, that. Well, I'm, not, I'm not committing I'll, to I'll, it. I'll be I'm just, subscribed. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not committing to it. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Eavesdrop Podcast episode one, I think, was a great success. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed it, uh, leave a like and uh, follow the on Instagram. I'm doing this right after this. We're doing the 600 second podcast, which is only uh, live on uh, on oh, Instagram. That's cool. I like that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a 10 oh, minute okay. 10 minute Instagram TV thing that I'm doing. I like that. It's a cool idea. Yeah, man. yeah. Good and then you. maybe we'll repopulate on. Obviously, everything ends up on, on YouTube anyway, sure. so, so we'll do the highlights yeah, no, there. No hard feelings. Well, I hope not. Anyway, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much. Subscribe, follow us, do the nine. We'll see you on the next one.